You're listening to The Preppy Podcast, and I'm your host, Patricia May Olson. I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch and listen to past episodes at thepreppypodcast.com, and be sure to follow at The Preppy Podcast and me, Patricia underscore May underscore Olson on Instagram. Hello and welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. I am so happy that you guys are here today. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Uh, We have a whole new year ahead of us of lots of the Preppy Podcast episodes. Today, I am so excited though because I am talking with the founders of OVENTURE. If you're like me and always on the go, always have a bag full of things, then you definitely want to learn about OVENTURE. Um, I carry their O-ring, which is their key ring that we're going to talk a little bit more about in this episode, Um, but I've been carrying it for years and it is a game changer. So I'm so excited for you guys to learn more about them and their brands. So without further ado, let's get into the first episode of 2023. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Okay. Hi, I'm Caroline Nix. And I'm Janie Cook. And we actually both live in Dallas and are both co-CEOs and co-founders of OVENTURE. Wonderful. So I have been a fan of your product for many years, um, and I'm so excited to have you guys here to learn more about you and how you came up with the concept and what you're doing today. But I always like to start towards the beginning. Uh, So let me learn more about you guys as kids. Where did you grow up as kids? Um, What was childhood like? Were you creative? Were you entrepreneurial? Uh, What was that like for you? Well, Carolyn and I actually both grew up in Dallas. She's just a little bit younger than I am. As we get older, I hate to think about that. But anyway, we both grew up in Dallas and I had one sister and actually I was, I always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit spirit because I remember my dad, I was in first grade and my sister was in pre-K and he came home and he announced the family that he was leaving his, you know, company corporate job with a guaranteed salary and starting his own business. And he told us at a very young age that this is going to mean, you know, everyone rolling up their sleeves and he was going to office out of the house. And it was risky because it wasn't a guaranteed salary. So I think at a young age, I always had that spirit of, you know, knowing that really admiring entrepreneurs for taking the leap. And also knowing that it really becomes a passion and a full-time, it's much more than a full-time job. It's, you know, really your livelihood. So I I always wanted to be an entrepreneur seeing that. It just took me a number of years to get to that space. Um, I also grew up in Dallas and my situation was my parents, this is Caroline. um, Oh, I guess I don't need to say that, but anyways, um, I grew up in Dallas. (laughs) And my parents got divorced when I was little. And so my mom would pick me up from school. I went to a Montessori school and she would put me in the back of the car and we would go around and she was trying to sell window coverings door to door. So I would either go up to the door with her or we would go around and she would just knock on people's doors who didn't have window coverings and try to sell them 
um, which works sometimes. So I feel like I learned a lot from her um, just pulling herself up by her bootstraps and going out and hitting the road in sales. Definitely. It turns, sounds like you guys both had, you know, people that you could look up to in entrepreneurial aspects uh, as you were kids and growing up. So then when it uh, came time for college, where and what did you end up studying? Was it something to do with business or entrepreneurship or something completely uh, left field? <laughs> You know, what's funny is both of us went to the University of Texas at Austin and we both studied liberal arts. So we just had a very well-rounded degree. Um, I specialized in English literature and Janie specialized in plan two. With a concentration in history, which was obviously not super helpful for an entrepreneurial venture, but we, we actually are huge fans of liberal arts educations and had the opportunity to go back to our alma mater and speak to the, the commencement uh, at the commencement for University of Texas liberal arts. And we got to talk about how kind of that ability to problem solve and think outside the box and synthesize lots of information, the, the who, the why, the what, how that really prepared us to start our entrepreneurial venture. So no business background. No. Really. Nope. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, I feel like sometimes I interview people who completely know ahead of time and sort of start down that path early on. And then others, it's completely different careers. But I think everything, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, happens for a reason. And we all have aspects of our life that later help us. So it's funny that you were able to look back and be like, you know, we learned all these aspects that we still can use today for business. Yes. One of the biggest things when we were talking to the dean at the School of Liberal Arts, he said, you know, we really try with the liberal arts education to help people solve the complex problem. And really the heart of our business is solving a problem of we lost our keys. So we do really think that that was, you know, we studied liberal arts for a reason, even if we didn't know what it was back at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. I do feel like, um, a lot of times there are these problems or these, huh, I wonder about that, that arise in life and it ends up being a great business plan or a product. So it's funny, um, you know, that that you guys saw that and recognized that. And I want to talk more about um, Oventure and what you guys do today. But tell me about, so you had this degree, then you got your degrees. Um, what was your first career out of school? Well, um, my career, this is Janie, I went into retail immediately out of school. I'd always worked retail during the summers or holidays, whatever store I could get, get a job at. And I started working with Neiman Marcus out of school and started on the small leather goods sales floor, interestingly enough, and then ended up going through their executive training program and became a buyer. I bought, uh, shoes, accessories, handbags, and small leather goods. Um, I worked at a company called Bank Tech. We did payment processing, but I actually worked in human resources. So I was in the human resources department for about five or six years. Wow. That, I mean, because we both had really different backgrounds in terms of our careers, but it's really worked super well together. I bet. And I feel like every business, no matter how big or small it 
you always need an HR person. And then I'm sure with your buying background, you know, me working in PR, I have a background in fashion merchandising too. And I feel like that's so important because you know both sides of that whole retail industry then. It's so true. And interestingly enough, I did have a long um, tenure at Neiman's. And at one point I came back and did PR for Neiman's. So um, it was kind of a little bit of PR. I love what you do it's, and, and really respect the long hours and hard work that goes into it as well. Definitely. Well, thank you. Um, okay. So you guys are, you know, in your careers then at that point, um, getting lots of experience. So when and why did you decide to start a venture and um, what was like that aha moment and, you know, you two coming together for it? You know, it was in about April of 2012 and Janie and I's kids had grown up together in school and I called her one morning and said, do you want to go to breakfast? And I said, I think we should start a business. And I thought she would resist and she just said, okay, sure. And so... <laughs> Then we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And so we had about, we had a little bit of a deadline because my husband was traveling overseas in a few weeks and we thought if we could come up with an idea, he could help us with sourcing, which didn't really actually happen, but it gave us this deadline to come up with our idea um, of what we were going to do with our business and what we were going to start. Interesting. Okay. So was it always in your head then it would be more of a product-based business it sounds like because you were talking about sourcing um so you had in your your head you wanted more of a product-based business yes we knew it would be a product we just went through a lot of different ideas of what that product would be and um we we went through a lot we went through a lot (laughs) We, we kind of settled on solving a problem uh what makes women's lives easier every day what you know we lost our keys all the time. We were always running late because we couldn't find them. And so I don't know. We just evolved it right into making sketches of, you know, a kind of comfortable but pretty and fashionable key ring. But literally the idea came from brainstorming what problems do we have? Mm-hmm. I mean, the big and small. I mean, obviously there were some that we, we couldn't solve with a company. And then some like losing your keys, we thought, oh, we could come up with a fun way to make this easier and and stop losing our keys. Fortunately, we lost our keys both that morning on the way to our another brainstorming. <laughs> so you're like, okay, th- this is a great idea. We can do something with this then because both of us have this problem. Um, I think, you know, everyone has this problem, whether you're a male or a female too, regardless. Um, so that's kind of how you settled on it. Yes. Okay, so then you you start then with your O-ring. Is that what you call it? Well, we named it. That was another thing because we had the idea that it was going to be a circle key ring, but how do you, what do you name it? We had our worst idea was the JC circlet after my name and Caroline's <laughs> Thank goodness we didn't go with the JC circlet because yes. who really wants to carry that around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so you have, um, you know, a name, you have sketches and kind of what you envision it to look like. So then what were the next steps of coming from idea to actual, you know, physical samples, physical products? Walk me through uh, those steps and stages and kind of give me a timeline. Was this like, you know, in a few weeks? Was this a few years? 
literally this was in we from the time we decided to form the company which was early 2012 we launched our product at the very end of october 2012. Wow. so we worked at lightning speed um but one thing we always do say is we really thought big at the outset we didn't start with oh we're going to produce a circle key ring we really kind of wrote our plan in our heads and on paper. It wasn't a formal business plan, but we thought big, like, who are we? And we knew we were going to be in the space of what women carry around every day. Um, we, so we had, you know, a bigger line sketched out in our heads. And then we thought, okay, who's our customer, which in our heads were women like ourselves. Mm-hmm. And next was, okay, how are we going to reach her? You know, and so we thought about, do we want to have, we, I mean, we thought about home shows. We thought about like a multi-level, you know, like a Mary Kay cosmetics type of idea. We thought about selling to stores. So we knew in the outset that we were going to try to sell to stores and start with home shows. And then I think, you know, after that, it was, is anyone doing this better than us? And, you know, do we think we really can make a go of it? And then we, you know, we couldn't afford to, produce the whole line from the start. So we thought the main life hub was the big O key ring. And we would start with that in five colors. That's really all we could afford to buy. And if that was a hit, then we were on to something. So that's what we did. We just bought one item in five colors. Knowing it'd be bigger. And the other thing we did, which I think is an important step before launching was it was one of my favorite parts in those early days was we spent remember like two or three days out on my back patio Mm -hmm. and we really brainstormed what our brand was going to be and you know what was the brand personality what were our characteristics how were we talking to customers you know we wanted to be friend to friend and we wanted to be kind and helpful and uplifting and we really laser focused on who our customer was who was our girl, what was her life like? Um, How could we help her? That's all great. And I love, you know, it sounds like you guys clearly did a lot of research, a lot of thinking, and whether you put it all pen to paper or just thought about it that way, um, you would make good decisions. Uh, It it sounds like you were prepared in that way. And I also love the fact that you guys turned it around so quickly. I'm one of those people too. If I have an idea, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it right away. (laughs) So I like that. It sounds like you two are the same way. Um, Now, so you have um, a great foundation, it sounds like, uh, ready to, to create your product and you're going to do it in five colors. But how did you find, um, where to get it manufactured? Because I feel like, you know, that's always the biggest question um, people have is it's one thing to have an idea, but were you just taking up on Google? Were you asking around um, to friends and family if they had any contacts? Uh, What what was that like? And how how did you find where you're going to do this? We kind of did all of the above. Um, Like I said earlier, my husband was traveling overseas. He took some of our sketches with him and kind of sort, tried to source for us. The problem was at the beginning is we, you know, a lot of these manufacturers have really high MOQs or you have to produce a lot of each color and we couldn't afford to do that yet. So we kind of had to find a factory. We kind of went to Alibaba and kind of researched and found someone and then eventually got to kind of move on to a bigger factory long term that, you know, 
when we were producing higher numbers. We always say okay. have a lot of irons in the fire because we literally, we went to local places in Dallas that we thought, you know, were tanneries might have leather that could help us. We Googled people in New York. We looked at people in, in Los Angeles. We looked in Mexico. I mean, literally we just say cast a wide net, go after mm -hmm. every opportunity you might have. And then one of them will hopefully hit. Mm-hmm. No, that's great advice. Um, and what were, first of all, the the five colors that you launched with? And was it just a plain leather? Because now I know you guys have, you know, it, it's like an ostrichy uh, sort of looking leather too. You have um, metallics and croc looking leather. So what, what was that initial um, product and colors that you launched with? We launched with five leather big oak earrings and we had, we always loved naming our colors fun names, um, Peacock. My, I'll do the blues because I love blues. Peacock <laughs> and Mind Blowing Blue. Peacock was kind of more of a, you know, turquoise aqua. And then Mind Blowing Blue was more of a navy. We had Yes Yellow. We had Take Me Tangerine. And then we had Ice Cream Pink, which was like a hot pink. And those were our five colors. They were all leather and they had kind of a contrast trim. Uh, so, okay, so that's what I had initially when you launched, because the first one I had, um, it was the hot pink one then with the contrasting trim. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. And so you, you got your product. Um, and then you mentioned selling um, through home shows. Is that how you launched? Did you have a website at this time? Um, what were you doing then once you had the product initially to get it out? We literally, the first show was at my house. This is Janie. And we sent out an email to every single one of our friends and invited them over and, you know, literally sold from our house. And then we had our, you know, your mom's friend was so nice and hosted us somewhere. We, we called everyone we knew. And, and not only did we do home shows in Dallas, but, you know, my sister in San Antonio set us up for a home show. Caroline's cousin in Arkansas did a home show. So we literally had people in other towns that would invite their friends over and introduce us as starting a small business and having a new product. And would you like to buy it? And, and it was just so incredible, these ways in which women were supporting women and giving us our start, which is why we're always committed to helping anyone launching a business because it's hard. And those people that believed in us and gave us a leg up at the beginning are just, they really made it happen for us. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, okay. So how has Oventure changed over the years? Like, tell me about your business today. What are the products? Um, how have you grown? Obviously you're in stores now. Tell me a little bit about what your brand is and your business today. We, we like to say we grew by word of mouth, like woman to woman telling her friend, and then maybe she would tell about a store in her town and it kind of spread like that. We started just woman to woman home show. And then we ended up going to our first market in Atlanta. And, um, you know, we were in the worst spot where they put us back by the freight elevators and the bathroom. But <laughs> that space again. literally we were the last ones to occupy it. However many years ago, oh my gosh. We, we thought it was a great show. We got 11 stores mm -hmm. and we thought it was amazing and we just you know we had so much fun we met other brands and we just kind of grew from there and we also will cold call we would walk into a store with a bowl of big o key rings and sell them we really um kind of went back to selling out of the back of your car type sales mm -hmm. 
we would take our kids on road trips for spring break and, you know, stop in Shreveport and say, oh, would you like to have a burger here? And mom's going to call on this store right beside me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So today, what other products do you have? Obviously, um, your O-ring is still very popular, um, but any other products that you guys have? Well, that was interesting because I think when we first designed our company, we thought the O-ring would be just a key ring and then we would have all these other leather accessories and, and things that women carry around every day. But what we realized once that people started carrying is they were hanging things off of it, like little wallets or card cases. And that's when we redesigned our clasp and made a secure locking clasp so people could hold valuables. And the line grew to anything that could attach to your O-ring and make it, you know, whether you carry just card cases and money, you've got that. If you carry sunglasses, you've got that ability. If you carry, you know, lipstick, you've got that ability. And so we, we started just doing add-ons and then we can, now we have crossbody chains in case people want to carry their essentials crossbody and you can really kind of interchange whether you're wearing things around the wrist or a crossbody chain and i love our our bracelet bag collection we actually own the patent on that as well yeah we have bracelet bags and they have kind of a ring attached on the zipper and you open it with the little the kind of bracelet ring and that way, when you're out at a party, your hands are free, you can hold your drink or, you know, your food or anything like that. So everything is a hands-free type headquarters. I love that. So going back to why you guys initially launched, it's solving a problem for people. It's, it's making their life easier, right? Yes. We, we literally went back to those first days and it was about hands-free simplification, paring down, and, and women kind of letting go of all that excess baggage that they're carrying around every day mm-hmm. and carrying just what they need. And we started with that. And today that's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to have a solution. Now we have the great phone. You can attach your phone mm-hmm. to your crossbody chain or your big O key ring. It's just whatever women need or men need to carry hands-free with them. We've got a solution, hopefully. Yep. And I, you know, you mentioned all the fun colors that you launched with, and I love how each of them has a unique uh, name that when you say it, you can picture in your head what it looks like. So how many colors do you have nowadays? We have over a hundred, but. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I won't make you list them all. (laughs) We have over a hundred colors. We have, um, you know, leather and silicone now we have silicone as another option and we have all colors and like metallics like golds and rose golds and silvers and resin resin we have resin key rings that are kind of more like a bangle and they're real sparkly and um so we have lots of different options i love that um so what would you say is the hardest part about what you do and having your business Gosh, um, Carolyn and I always, I feel like sometimes the hardest part can also be the best part. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, I mean, maybe I'll start with the best because we always like to think positive first. And the best part has been these incredible relationships that we've made along the way and the wonderful, you know, we really are steeped in small business. So all these incredible small business owners that have boutiques across, you know, from coast to coast. 
other small business owners in that have a brand they're trying to launch. And so that's been the very best part about it. But I think, you know, given the times we've lived through recently and, you know, going through the difficulties with the shutdowns with COVID and, and, you know, other, you know, economic, economic issues. I think the hardest part is seeing businesses that we love and people that we love not be able to survive, you know, the challenges. And so, you know, we really, we really root always for people that, that are taking the chance to succeed. Certainly. Um, now, in terms of inspiration, obviously we talked about um, inspiration for new designs is kind of to to help people out to solve a problem. Um, what about new colors or um, if you guys, I don't know, do you have prints in some of your products? Um, or I know you have glitter, for example. Uh, where do you find inspiration for these these fun new products or colorways? We've gotten a lot of our inspiration from our customers. They will write in on our Instagram or email us and say, hey, I wish you would do cheetah or I wish you would do black confetti. And we produce black confetti because we had gotten so many requests for it. We cow print, cow print. Oh. People really wanted cow print. Um, so we really listen to our customers a lot. We all obviously follow trends and color trends, Pantone colors and things like that. But um, and we look for inspiration in just our everyday lives, like what inspires us, what is pretty to us or um, what we see on maybe a trip that inspires us. But a lot of it is from our customers. It really is. And really, it's just, um, we still have our, pan we, I, when we finally got enough money that we could afford to order our own Pantone book, we were really excited. We <laughs> <laughs> and we still have it. And to this day, we'll just kind of flip through it and see what speaks to us. And our team here in Dallas, we have an all-female team at Adventure, and, and they have great inspiration as well. And so we pretty much all have to love it before we produce it. Okay. It sounds like, you know, it's a little bit of a collaborative process, whether it's with your followers and your customers and your team. So I love that. Yes. Now let's talk a little bit um, about marketing. Like how have you spread the word over the years? Obviously we touched on, you started out, um, you know, more word of mouth and having home parties, but today what do you rely on for marketing or what's really working for you? You know, that's truly word of mouth from the get go, even to this day has been our very best source of marketing. And, you know, social media obviously is a huge platform for all of us. It's essentially the word of mouth, if you will. You know, people, someone on social talking about you and then someone else hearing about it. But I think our very best way we've spread the word is finding people who really do love the product and will speak passionately about it or tell their friends. And I think being also in the gifting space is helpful because we always say this is, you know, our products are something that women of all ages, who doesn't need an extra hand can use. And so having people that say, oh, I love that for a gift. And then they gift five of their friends that, you know, whether it's a favorite things party at Christmas or teacher gifts at the end of the year, they're gifting it. And then that person has it and then spreads it to their network of friends to this day, even as big as we've gotten, that's our best form of marketing. That makes total sense, actually, because I, you know, got my first one many years ago and loved it. And I've purchased them for interns, for some of my best friends. Like, I've gifted a lot of them as well because I just love them. Oh, we appreciate that. 
Of course. So I'm curious, what's each of yours personal favorite that you sell? Um, and then what's, you know, the best seller? Right now, I am I have been carrying rose gold, but my favorite, and I think I'm about to switch, is our pink topaz croc. I love the hot pink croc with like a little mini envelope in the same color. So that is what I think I'm going to switch to for the holidays. But our number one best sellers for years and years are our gold confetti and our rose gold confetti silicone big O key rings. Oh, interesting. Okay. Girls like a little sparkle. They do. (laughs) (laughs) No, that makes sense. I would have thought the leathers though. Uh, my yeah, yeah our, our top selling leather is solid gold crop leather. So yes. it's interesting. Um, and maybe just because we sell more units of the silicone, but in terms of, you know, for the business, the metallics, the gold is our number one. Yeah. Metallics are definitely a number one in every category. And what about your favorite, your personal? Oh, mine. Um, Caroline's always not a, as much of a blue person as I am. So I, I think I said my favorite when we started was the peacock. And now we have kind of our new version. It's peacock croc. And it just makes me smile every time I see it. So I do switch out. Like right now I'm carrying gold because mm-hmm. it's holiday. I'm carrying the gold, solid gold croc. But I, my favorite is the peacock croc. I love that. I need to start doing that. Switch mine out for the holidays or the season. I always just wear one straight through. <laughs> I know it's kind of fun. It kind of gives you like that little pop of color that you might not want to wear solid hot pink all over, but you might want a little pop of it on your arm. Yeah. We had a customer that sent us a picture the other day and she has a bowl in her kitchen and it's multiple big O key rings so that depending on her mood or how she's feeling, she just swaps out her colors. We're like, that's our ultimate customer. (laughs) One for every outfit. Right. Exactly. If you could collaborate with anyone, who would you absolutely dream of collaborating with? Whether it's, you know, a celebrity or influencer wearing and using your product, or maybe it's more of a design collaboration um, with another brand or anything. Well, that's a good question. We, our dream right now is to collaborate with Lucy Hale. And um, she's kind of been on our radar because we keep seeing all these shots of her you know, in Us Weekly or People, and she's just, you know, those on the street shots, and she's carrying a big O key ring, um, and she's so sweet to carry it and love it, but we haven't ever been able to connect with her to tell her how much we appreciate it and say, we'd love to design something just especially for her or to collaborate in some way. But she carries the cheetah big O key ring, and we see it all the time in pictures, and we just go crazy. We just love seeing her carrying it. That is so cool. Grocery store or something. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how to connect with her, but we would love to. It's our dream. (laughs) Very cool. She's great. I used to watch Pretty Little Liars all the time um, years ago. So that's really fun. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy? When I think of Preppy, I think of like classic clean lines and fun and colorful, which kind of reminds me of our line because we were all built on fun and color and, um, you know, the bright colors in our line help people find their keys in their purse. And so that's what it means to me. I, I, I agree. I love, I mean, probably just kind of makes you smile. Mm-hmm. And I love also, it does really feel like it's, it's more of 
a community or a lifestyle, um, which I love too. Definitely. Those are great answers. And um, I definitely think your brand has some preppy elements in it for sure. Now, what are some of your favorite accounts to follow or maybe um, stores to shop? Well, our favorite account to follow has always been and still is Sarah Blakely in Spanx. We just, she's so inspiring. We love following her stories on Instagram. She's hilarious. (laughs) And she's such a great businesswoman and so inspirational. All her tips um, we also love following the home edit. We are obsessed with organizing and, you know, paring down and organizing your pantry and color coding everything. And it's fun also to watch the two women at the helm of the home edit, you know, because we've worked side by side for 10 years and I love seeing other women, you know, collaborating and working together. So that's fun too. Those are great ones. And I think, um, you know, Sarah's always a great follow and who doesn't look up to her business, right? Right. And she's so real, you know, mm-hmm. like some of the posts, she's not posting perfection. You know, she's posting what's happened in, yeah. in the backyard or with her. I love the things with her husband and family. And then she'll always give you kind of a little uplifting message as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um. Where do you guys, besides obviously Sarah, like where's somewhere that you look for business inspiration or advice that other people should check out? Oh gosh. Okay. That I'm obsessed with Simon Sinek and um, S-I-N-E-K. I don't even know if I'm saying it exactly right, but he wrote a book um, called Start With Why and he's done a TED talk. And then he also has a podcast that's called A Bit of Optimism. And it's just every time I hear him talk, it's so inspiring. Well, first of all, because, you know, we really think the why you're doing something is the most important thing, because when things get tough or when you're overwhelmed or you're facing a challenge, if you know why you're doing it and it means something to you, you're going to keep forging ahead. And, uh, you know, so I think that and then his, his podcast, A Bit of Optimism, he interviews really interesting people and their take on things. And there's just always something I'm learning from it. So it's great to check out. Oh, I'll definitely have to add that to my list. Now, um, what is your go-to drink, whether it's a fun cocktail or more like a coffee order? What's each of yours goes to? Right now, we are both really just drinking a lot of black coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Powering through. (laughs) We definitely have way too much caffeine and we probably need to back off of it, but we drink a lot of black coffee pretty much the whole day along with water, but um, we, we, we rely on our caffeine to get us through. And our go-to drink, if we're, here's, this is interesting. Like if we're at market or if we're going out for a festive celebration. We don't do it every night because we it wouldn't be good, but we both love a slightly dirty martini oh, with blue yep. cheese olives, especially. That's our treat after a day at market, but we can't do it every night because we start getting really puffy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a fun cocktail. Yeah. So if we see you in Atlanta and we look a little swollen, you'll know it was a martini night the night before. <laughs> Oh my gosh, too funny. So what's next for you ladies? Anything fun you're working on or a little sneak peek you can share? Oh gosh, we're always working on something. It's um, 
trying to continue to innovate and keep up with our customers' needs and demands. We do have a really fun collab, speaking of collabs coming up, that we're going to launch. In fact, I think you might know someone that we're collabing with. I think I do, but I'll keep my lips sealed until then. (laughs) We're really excited. Another great female business owner with incredible creativity that we're excited to collab with in the next couple months. We'll be launching yeah, early 2023. Yes. Very fun. So my last question is, where can people find you? Let everyone know your Instagram handle, your website URL, and anywhere else where you want them um, to follow along or check out your products. Well, thank you for asking that question. Our Instagram handle is, um, we're at Shop Oventure, and it's O-V-E-N-T-U-R-E. And that we appreciate that because it's become more and more challenging to, you know, be seen on social platforms. So thank you for that. And then our website is oventure.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, ladies. This was so fun. I loved learning more about you and your business. Um, and I can't wait to check out some of your new pieces. Oh, thank you so much for having us. And thank you for what you do for shining a light on people in business. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 